ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the to We Are, a Penn State podcast. This is your host, Jared Fugari, and I thank you as always for, for tuning in on this Easter morning. Happy Easter. I hope the Easter bunnies brought you some baskets full of goodies, uh, potentially some Penn State spring practices, uh, potentially maybe a blue-white game, and, and maybe some wins come, come the fall. Uh, as always, you know, we greatly appreciate the support on, the, on this holiday, but let's talk about Taylor Stubblefield, right? Stubblefield was a, an, an eclectic receiver when he was a player, and he's even more of an eclectic guy as a coach. He was able to meet with the media, and this was really my first interaction with him um, and getting to see him uh, do his thing uh, since I had missed one of his availabilities uh, during the season. So when he spoke with the media following practice on Wednesday, you know, I was all ears, and, and he's a guy that, you know, he really draws draws attention. He's a he's typical of a Frank of a Franklin hire. He's got high energy, um, you know, so that's incredible too. But uh, you just see it in the way that he he talks about recruiting and then talks about his positions, uh, his position group because he's in charge of the wide receivers. He is the longest tenured receivers coach since um, since Josh Gaddis left. Uh, to go to the University of Alabama uh, just a couple years ago. He's the first guy that's been there longer than a year, which is absolutely absurd in a position as good as Penn State has had um, for, the, for the last few years, producing um, what seems to be it's like the, almost a wide receiver you with uh, Deshaun Hamilton, K.J. Hamler, Chris Godwin, um, those guys like that, you know, to the fact that they have not had – Stability at that position group, as far as coaches go, just is is absurd to me. But uh, Stubblefield seems like he's going to be a guy that that will be around, um, you know. And he talked Wednesday about how difficult it was for him at first because, you know, you're you're coming in as a guy, uh, as the new guy, right? And and you've got a whole brand new position group that, that you're learning about both on the field and off the field, and you really don't get that opportunity last year because of. Uh, the way things worked out with with spring practices and that sort of thing. So you lose all that instruction time, and not just the instruction time, but getting to know these players and getting to know what makes them them. And coming into the 2020 season, the wide receivers group was really, there were a lot of questions surrounding it, right? You you lose K.J. Hamler, and and the next guy up is Jahan Dotson. You really don't know what you're going to get out of Jahan Dotson as of the beginning of spring practice. Um, and then you've got a couple, you've got a really young group um, of receivers. Uh, you have Camp Sullivan Brown. You think that he's going to have a big impact. And Daniel George and guys like that. But then you have some young young guys, like Andre Lambert-Smith and Parker Washington, that you really don't know anything about. And you didn't know anything about until the season started when, guess what? It was Dodson, uh, Lambert-Smith, and Parker Washington that ended up at the top of the depth chart at the wide receiver position. So, you know, you look at it and you're like, okay, well, now you have a new coach. You have a uh, fourth coach in four years. And then you have a bunch of new receivers that really are, have been unproven. And you just don't know what you're going to get. And and then they excelled. You know, Dodson burst on the scene as a, as a big-time playmaker, um, being one of the first uh, Penn State Indy Lions to have two plays of 70 or more yards in a single game, in the same game. Um, so Dodson it just exploded on the scene, and and and, and rightfully so. He had his, his ball skills and his 
and his route running were, were impeccable last season. Not only that, but his breakaway speed was incredible as well. But you know, it will, and we'll talk about this here in the next segment when we get to when we get to talking uh, with Stubblefield about some things. But it's just one of those situations where you just didn't know what you were going to get out of the receivers, both as co- with their coach or with their um, with their group itself. And then they exceeded expectations, despite the 0 five start and despite how bad Penn State really was uh, to start this season. The wide receivers group was pretty good. You know, when when Clifford wasn't throwing it to the other team. Um, and they had opportunities to catch the ball, they were pretty good. Um, and that's big. That's really big and exactly what Penn State needed uh, moving forward. And it started to it started to steamroll, and, and especially so when Penn State didn't have a run game following uh, week one against Indiana. So when they were able to get that passing game going and Clifford was really starting to dial in, and it, it, turned, it, it turned out to be a, a really good situation for, for the Nittany Lions. And and Stubblefield's a guy that's that's going to hold his guys accountable, and he's a guy that now instead of showing them what they're doing, or or telling them, now he gets to show them, and I think that's going to be huge too because now they get to have that one-on-one time with him, both in their practices and in their in their meetings, um, and it's not through a screen, it's not through um, what they did last year. So now that they've learned uh, what he is about now he can go out and show them and he has that respect and that that rapport with them to really build on and and grow from because you know you look at it last year they were still trying to feel each other out uh for a lot of the for a lot of the season um but now in spring ball that you get it they get the chance to to go out and, and perfect what they're trying to do how they're trying to do things um so now they're not just hearing it for the first time they're actually getting to see it and and now they know what they need to do to go out and perfect it day in and day out at, at, on on the practice field, and that's huge. Um, you know, the year one is always tough, no matter what, because you're trying to build and you're trying to learn and, and you're trying to, to do all of these different things at the same time. And when you don't have the opportunity to really do that, it makes it impressively difficult. Um, but year two, though, with the way things are, are looking. Um, it's a situation that that's going to go uh, that could bode well uh, for the Nittany Lions moving forward. They have depth at the position now, um, and the guys at the top, man, the guys at the top are pretty good. Um, and if Clifford can can resemble what he was in 2019, I think that's going to be a, a big factor in 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 how Penn State's uh, success continues in 2020 as they kind of pick up right where they left off uh, with the four wins in a row. So I think that's an opportunity for the Nittany Lions uh, uh, moving forward. In the next segment, we're going to talk about Parker Washington, who I thought was um, an incredible newcomer uh, as as the season went on from the day camp started all the way up to where they were at um, at the end of the season. And, and Stubblefield had a lot of great things to say about him um, as well. So when we come back, we'll talk more about Parker Washington and what to expect from him in the 2021 season. Welcome back to We Are, a Penn State podcast. This is, as always, your host, Jared Perrone. Uh Thanks for, for dealing with the break here as, as we as we transition to talking about 
specific players um, this week in, w- with wide receivers groups. Now, you know, you look at Jahan Dotson, and I think the where he was really needed the most as a leader. He was one of the more outspoken guys um, in the locker room and, and, and the guys that we got to see after games on Zooms. Um, and Parker Washington, of course, as a freshman, isn't allowed to speak. Um at after games, uh, they have a they have a no freshman policy throughout the athletic uh, department. So anytime you get a, a, a true freshman, your the odds of you talking to him are, are slim to none uh, at Penn State. So you know you look at what Jahan Dotson did, but I think what was equally more impressive um, was what Parker Washington was able to accomplish uh, in the 2020 season. You know this is a guy that. Didn't get a spring ball. This is a guy that didn't get that opportunity. Um, so, and, and summer practices weren't very good either, right? They, you didn't get that up. You didn't. You're you're limited to to your position group if you're even able to do anything at all. So you're dealing with the ups and downs of the season. Um, uh, just and that's not the season hasn't even started yet. You haven't even gotten to games, and this is the first time you're playing college high level college uh, college football. So, you know, you really don't know what you're going to get until you, you strap on the pads and, and, and step on the field. And and he didn't disappoint by any means. Obviously, earned a job, earned the starting job right out of camp. Wasn't able to work with Sean Clifford until about two weeks before their first game. So think about that. The starting quarterback wasn't able to work with his receivers or, or with Parker Washington, who ended up being one of his main targets, until two weeks before their game against Indiana. So you don't have that opportunity to build that that rapport, that, that confidence, that trust in each other, uh, that you would do typically throughout this, uh, the summer session. And that is huge. That's huge as a freshman. Um, and it's huge as at any, at any level, but you know, you, you look at it and you look on the field and, and you look at Parker Washington, he's 5'10", 205. So he's built a lot like a running back. Like he's, and, and the, you'll, you'll listen to this here in a little, in a, in a couple minutes, but he is thick. He has, he's got a thick lower half, um, he's built, and and you look at him up close, and and you see why. Um, but let me let's get let's get straight to Stubblefield telling you uh, exactly how he feels and and what he's experienced with Parker Washington throughout his time uh, with the Nittany Lions so far. Yeah, um, when I have the guys over to the house, I can see why he has that body type. He likes to eat now. Um, it might be the first wide receiver that I've seen stay in the kitchen the entire time he was at my house. So uh, he's earned that body. Um, no, I, I think if you look back to the Michigan game, he ran a, he ran a route where he uh, ran what we called kind of a short post and he went across the middle and the safety, the free safety came down. And he popped him. Uh, but what you saw after that is he stayed on his feet. He took the hit. And then he ran for another 15 to 20 yards. So that's how he's been able to use his body type um, uh, to, to his adva- advantage on the football field. He's tough to bring down. He's strong. I mean, the, the way that he's clean, cleaning in the weight room with our, with our strength and conditioning coaches, his lower body, man, he is thick and he's powerful and he's explosive. And that also what helps him to get in and out of the breaks as, as well as he's been able to do it is because he's pretty, pretty gosh dang good when it comes to his technique, and then he's powerful, and you can see it by the ham hocks he has as, as legs. Remember when I said he was an excitable guy? Ham hocks for legs, man. That, that, had me, that had me rolling on the floor. That was great. 
Um, but that's a perfect description of, of Parker Washington, even if he isn't able to get out of the food, uh, out of the kitchen or away from the snacks. Uh, we all have that problem. Some of us are high-level Division One athletes. Others of us just have a Penn State podcast. Um, we all have that issue when we're not able to get out of the kitchen. But, um, but you know, you, you hear that, and and it makes sense, right? You you hear, and and what goes into that body, and what goes into that, and and when you're when you're doing the things that Parker Washington is doing, and this is as a freshman, this is his first real off season as a college athlete, and I think that's that just speaks volumes to to his ability and what he's able to do, not only off the field, but on the field as well. And that's why he had success. I mean, he had some pretty powerful runs as a receiver. And you don't really see that as in a, in a position like that. You don't really see them going after contact and, and, and loving contact. You know, typically receivers are, are built to, okay, well, if they, they get hit, they go down. But Washington, man, he just... He just pounds through guys and plows through them, and he, and he loves it. He, he he goes right after the contact and and engages in it, and 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 it makes it that much more fun to watch him catch passes and catch passes across the middle, which I think is going to to be big for him moving forward. Because let's be real, you know, we can talk about what classification he is until we're blue in the face, but essentially he's a sophomore. Whether he is listed as a super freshman. Or, or however they want to list those guys um, that that came back after last season. It's this is now year two, so how as impressive as he was in year one with adjusting to the game on the fly and being one of those guys that just that wants the ball and and that succeeded right um, and and being a really top, uh, one of the top targets uh, for Sean Clifford and Will Levis when when Levis was. Um, a, I wanted to say under center there, but we know that's not true. Um, but it, it's a situation where now I'm excited to see year two because I think where if he can pick up where he left off, this is going to be really big for Penn State moving forward because when you have a, a, a duo much like um, Jahan Dotson and, and Parker Washington, you know, it, it's very reminiscent of the 2016 season when they had Chris Godwin and Deshaun Hamilton. So I think if you can replicate that type of productivity or even just scratch the surface of it, it's going to mean a lot of good things for the Penn State offense moving forward under Mike Yersich. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how they how they all develop. Um, because, again, this is another new offense. This is another, um, you know, dealing with another new coach uh, in that area uh, for them. But the one thing that's for certain right now is obviously these guys uh, get to be under Taylor Stubblefield for a year two, and I think that's going to speak volumes for their performance as well because now it's not they're not just hearing it for the first time. They're actually going out and being able to see it and experience it and, and get after it again with uh, with Stubblefield, and I think that is exactly what the Penn State wide receivers needed this year, especially with those guys now having that experience, now knowing what it takes to, to play at this level and succeed at this level because they did have a really good season, um, all things considered, uh, from the wide receiver standpoint. So, you know, it, it's going to be it's going to be great to see what they're able to do and, and how they're able to translate that uh, to success on the field and see if they can get to be a step above what they were able to accomplish um, for Penn State last season. But until then, uh, and until next week, I will leave you with this. Um, I'm very excited to see how how these co- these coaches adjust to Mike Yurcich. It seems like um, it seems like Franklin has got a lot of high energy guys. Whether they're 
uh, especially on the offensive side of the football. You look at Jawan Sider, he's he's crazy, and, and in a good way. You look at um, Taylor Stubblefield, he's a high-energy guy. And you look at Yursich, and Yursich um, is a guy that commands a lot of attention, a lot of respect uh, anytime that he talks. And, and hearing these coaches speak after practice, it seems like that adjustment is, is, is well-needed and, and well-sought-after uh, for those guys. And I think that's, that's an excellent opportunity for Penn State moving forward. But until next week, I wish you all a happy Easter, and, and hopefully the Easter Bunny blesses you with, a, with whatever candy you would like. I myself will try to stay away from that. In fact, I think wait, right now I think the Easter Bunny is hopping inside um, my house, so I must take care of that. Have a safe and blessed Easter. I will talk to you all next week. 